I oftentimes hear black women are strong, black women are strong. And I find that to be true. (laughs) However, with that adjective, another question came to mind. Were we ever given the choice to be anything else than strong? Welcome, welcome back, beautiful people. You are tuned into another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Every single week on this show, we make room to celebrate Black excellence in the form of Black creatives, entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women for doing what they do best. And this week's highlight goes to the lovely Crystal Macklin. Crystal Macklin is a wife, a mother, a blogger, and now a new author. That is another notch in her belt. I know that's right. She just released her first book entitled Finding My Gift. In the story, Finding My Gift follows Lainey on a journey to find her gift, ultimately discovering that the gift God has given her was inside of her all along. Thank you so much for putting this out, Sister Crystal. You are amazing. Even the illustration of this book is just, I just love it. Seeing the little brown-skinned girl with the curly hair, I tell you that having representation is so important for our children to see themselves in the books that they read. For more information on where you can purchase this book, you can head on over to Amazon.com and get your copy today. Might as well get a, a couple copies for your brother, your sister's kids, the kids down the street, the kids at the church house. Support, support, support. Now, last week, I was extremely excited about last week's episode. If you had not tuned into that one after this one is through, head on over to our last week's episode. We acknowledged and learned about the sheroes that were the movers and the shakers of different social movements throughout history in this country. We learned how boss black women are and I want to continue in the same vein of discussing how amazing and beautiful bright and brilliant black women are um this week and the title dear black women so as you see um I want to continue in having this conversation about about black women because I want to take every opportunity that there is to celebrate the beauty and the boldness of the black women that we see and have in our lives every single day. And even you that are watching Um, this episode is not only exclusive, only for the ears of black women. But if you do not identify as a black woman, I'm pretty sure you know one. And so I want you to also, you know, stay tuned to listen to our testimonies, what we have to say, our um, encounters with society, the things that people think about us, what we think about ourselves, and then what God has to say about us, right? So I'm excited about it and let's jump right into it. So the first thing that I want to discuss is how society sees us as black women. And I asked myself to fill in this blank and I want you to, to think about um, filling in the blank. 
black women are what? The first thing that I thought about was strong. That was the adjective that came to my mind first because I oftentimes hear black women are strong, black women are strong. And I find that to be true. However, with that adjective, another question came to mind. Were we ever given the choice to be anything else than strong? Given our history, when black women were taken from, you know, our homeland and enslaved to many um, places around the world, Brazil, the UK, the US, wherever, like, it was, was there ever an option for us not to be strong is my question. From that period of time in history, of always working, working for free, building this country for free, to being integrated into society and working for other people, to now black women have always been in the position to be strong and nothing less. What's another thing that black women are associated with? This is something that I personally don't think is true, but we'll get into that in a minute. But we all definitely have heard this. Black women are angry. That is something that has been circulating. Black women are angry. And I want to definitely get into this a little bit more about the angry black woman, the stereotypical angry black woman. In the words of Yanla Van Zant, she is a phenomenal woman. Her take on the ABW is that it is a myth. And I believe so as well that the angry black woman card is a myth. When you think about all of the trauma and the tragedy and the abuse that black women had to endure and still stay strong, you wonder why we're upset. Maybe it's not anger. Maybe it's loneliness, abandonment. Maybe it's hurt. There's so many different elements that women had to endure, weren't allowed to speak on, but then we are told that we are angry. But no one has ever unpacked or tried to discover what causes the frustration. What causes the tension? Society just keeps going and going and going and going and black women are sometimes, mostly often, the pavement that people walk on. I can even recall back to 2008 when um, our first black president, um, Barack Obama, was running for his first term as president. And his wife, a strong black woman, right? We have that narrative of being a strong black woman. She was simply, you know, 
going on different campaign tours, just expressing her grievances about the country and the things that she was prepared to do in order to help the success of the United States. And I can remember Fox News, you know, I'm going to leave it there because y'all know the politics of Fox News. Excuse me. Um, They would report on Michelle Obama and literally say this is an angry black woman. Why is she so angry? Why is she so frustrated? Why is she? And this woman is literally on a campaign trail in support of her husband. Now, if it had been a white male with the same passion, it would be a different story. Oh, he is strong. He's ambitious. He's this. He's that. This is what we want in our country. But when it's a black woman with just as much passion, she is called angry. Another thing that black women endure is being objectified. Our bodies, our hair, everything about us is objectified. I can remember, um, and maybe you all remember, Lamaya Cameron in 2009 was a seven-year-old little girl sitting in her first grade classroom. She had braids a lot like mine. This is what we do. We have braids and extensions. That's our community. No questions about it. Um, she was sitting in class and she was twirling her hair like so, just twirling her hair. And her white teacher told her to stop. Because it was distracting. Um, As seven-year-olds do, their attention span is not long. It isn't strong. But she continues to twirl her hair. And this white woman walks over to this little black girl with a pair of scissors and cuts her hair off. Literally takes a braid and cuts it off. Why? Because the body and the person of black women and of black girls are objectified by the rest of society. The fact that somebody can walk up to you, put a pair of scissors to your head and cut it off and think nothing of it. Let's me know that the person holding the scissors does not see a human being on the other side. There are countless stories like Lamaya. I know many black women have had the whole hair situation. I know I have where I've, you know, worn my braids and someone that does not identify as a black woman comes up to me and says, oh my gosh, Kendra, your hair is so amazing and begins to reach and touch. I said, uh-uh-uh, don't touch my hair. Rule number one of life, never touch a black woman's hair Unless you get permission. I personally don't like people coming up to me and touching my hair. Petting is for animals. Petting is for pets and not people. That's another thing. When you go up to a black woman and you see her hair and you're so intrigued by it, don't reach out your hand to pet her. Because no longer do you see a person, but you see Something that's cool. Something that you want to just put your hands in. Like, how often do you go up to other people 
and touch them. And if you do, just stop. There are so many things that black women have to go through just to get to the next day. And another thing that I know my black sisters out there, especially my chocolate sisters have endured is this quote. You're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Or if you're dark skinned, if you're light skinned, maybe you have heard men say, I don't date black women. (laughs) Let's go there for a second. Now, my thing is, if you have a preference and your preference so happens not to be a black woman, that's fine. I don't care. But for your reasoning that you don't date black women, keep black women out of it. Whatever your reasoning is, just keep black women out of it, okay? You can deal with that. Talk to the Lord. Take it to the altar. But your explanation as to why you don't date black women, it is not our fault. I've heard men say, literally out of their mouth to my ears, that they don't date black women because what? They're angry. They are too strong-willed. They aren't submissive. But what are you doing? And I also want to remind black, black men that my issue isn't that you have a preference. My issue is that when someone says, I don't date black women because of X, Y, and Z, you forget that you come from a black woman. Well, some men may say, well, you know, my mom's not black, even though I'm, I'm black. Well, your daddy came from a black woman. Whatever it is, the blood that you have in your veins, the reason why who you are has to do with a black woman somewhere down the line. And black women, I don't want us to get caught up in that that narrative of black men don't date black women. There's just a few that have a preference. That's totally fine. Folks, some folks may have an issue with dating black women. That's an internal issue. The fact that you can say, I don't like, I would rather not to someone that looks like you is a self-reflection of what you think of yourself. If you avoid black women altogether, that is a self-reflection of what you think of yourself. And maybe you may feel like you have better or greater experiences in other areas, dating women outside of your race. That's fine. But also remember, you are here because of a black woman. These narratives growing up, and I know we've all heard them, it does something to the mind. I can recall I was about eight years old and I was attending a boys and girls club during the summer and there was this cute little girl. She was my, um, she was my complexion, dark brown skinned, 
And um, for some reason, we were talking about skin tones and and light skin and dark skin. I don't know how the conversation started, but we went there. And we went around the room and somebody pointed out to the, the little girl, you're dark skinned. And her face, she was perplexed. She was like, no, I'm not. I'm not dark skinned at all. And we were trying to convince her. I'm thinking to myself, like, girl, you tripping me and you the same color. Like, you have dark skin. But us as children trying to convince her of her dark skin begin to build up such frustration in this little girl. And as I'm watching her, she's getting really upset. Her eyes are starting to water and she's starting to cry and shout, I am not dark skinned. And I thought to myself, wow, she is so adamant about not being dark skinned. But it wasn't until years later that now that I realize that the narratives that she's been hearing, the things she's been seeing in, in, in the media reflected a self-hatred that she had for herself at six, seven, eight years old. That's deep. And it's not just a dark skin issue. When I'm talking about dear black women, we have our light skinned sisters that go through it too. My best friend um, is biracial and she was born in the Midwest. Now the Midwest is much different than California is. It is flat footed overt racism out there. And her growing up, her and her two um, younger brothers were the only black people in her family um, that she grew up with. And out there, they were called black. They were just as light skinned, even though they had curly hair. They were obviously black kids. But there were times where they would go to restaurants they would sit them last. They would sit them in the back of the restaurant. They wouldn't give them um, crayons and coloring books as, you know, children are given when you go out to eat. I can even remember in, even in her adulthood, she was sitting on an airplane between um, um, this white couple and this lady was just going off. I don't want to sit next to her. You know how I feel about sitting next to people like her. And she's just like, woman, <laughs> I didn't do nothing to you. I didn't say nothing to you. But obviously, no matter if you're dark skin or light skin, this is the reality of how we are treated in society. And even I just I just <laughs> my heart goes out to her. Even moving to California and going to a school that you know had more black people definitely living in a in a space where she's seen more black people she wasn't black enough well doggone it i'm 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 too black for the folks in kansas i'm too white for the folks in california what do you want there is a struggle black women on every shade on both sides of the spectrum and I want to let you know that I hear you, even though we may share different experiences. I hear you. And something that I've also heard from, look, I'm just dipping y'all in the Yala Van Zant on this episode, okay? <laughs> she says something. She says, I'm not my sister's keeper, but I am my sister. 
And that is one I want us as women to recite and to say to each other. (sighs) I need a breath (laughs) because this is a lot. There are so many things that society um, puts on us as black women. Whether if we're seen as strong and you got this, but no one ever checks on you. You got this, you're strong, but you're battling depression and anxiety and low self-esteem. But people don't stop to check on you. Or even when you're seen as angry, just because you are a black woman and you're passionate about something. Society has a way, and society is a trip. It really is. Um, But it definitely has a way to manipulate what God has intended for us to love and treat one another. In the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 30 to 31, I want to read it in your hearing. It says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it is that you should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. I want to share that scripture with you all because when it says to love your neighbor as yourself, it's not just talking about loving your next door neighbor, but it's talking about loving those that society has taught you to hate. Loving those people that society has taught you to look at a certain way. When you see a black woman, when you see anybody that has stereotypes written on them that they didn't put on themselves, but that society stamped on them, our jobs as humanity, especially at charge those that are believers, is to erase those stereotypes and put on love regardless of what society says about those people. The second thing that I want to talk about is black women, how we see ourselves. We can choose one of two things. We can choose to accept the negative and dismissive narrative, or we can embrace the beauty that we were born in. I think I'll take option two. We are not responsible for the negative rhetoric that is placed on us or people try to put on us. When people call you angry, when people call you, you know, ghetto, ratchet, hood rat, whatever the case may be, because look, we got some names. It is not our responsibility to take on that character. It's really not. When God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, when he says that I'm the head and not the tail, I'm above and not beneath, when I'm the lender and not the borrower, when he said that I was made in his image and his likeness, please, God is telling me all the things that I am. And God is not a liar. That means the rhetoric that is spoken against me is the only thing that's a lie. 
And I'm really just loving and I'm basking in the imagery that I'm seeing about sisters supporting sisters, the music that we're listening to that acknowledges, you know, black women and the beauty that we are in, even the hashtag black girl magic, this, that, and the other. I am really loving how we are now celebrating what it is to be a black woman. And that is something that I want to keep doing. If you are following pages that are negative, that are trash, that put down, you know, black women, click that unfollow button. I'm telling y'all, we have the power to see what we want to see and to, um, and to ingest things that are speaking life to one another. I don't follow nothing or nobody. That's going to put me down or put you down. You will get the block. Boo. Okay. It is so important that we feed ourselves with goodness, with positivity, with great things that we encourage one another. This is why I make room to celebrate black men and women every single episode. Every single episode at the beginning. We are going to start off just to acknowledge what we are doing. It it feels good to let somebody know, sis, you doing good. I came across this meme on Instagram and it said, sis, you may not know me, but I'm proud of you. Let's keep that energy going. The last thing I want to talk about is how God sees you. Beautiful black woman, God sees you as an image bearer. You are an image bearer. You are made in his image and in his likeness. Um, Psalms 139 verses 13 through 16. And it reads, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. When God puts you together, boo, He took his time. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew how beautiful you were going to be. He knew how bold, how strong. He knew the majesty you would walk in. He knew you. And when he created you, he said, she is beautiful. She is good. She is what I want. She is my heart. She is my treasure. That is my daughter. And anything other than that Anything less than that, you don't have to subscribe to. You don't have to subscribe to. It's nothing. What God says about you, what God knows about you, that is the only thing that you need to receive. Ha! My heart feels much lighter. So I thank you all so much for joining us this episode of Create with Kendra. Um, This is a portion of our show. Every single week, we take out time to go before the Father in prayer. And that is what we're going to do right now in the people's prayer. So with all hearts and minds clear, God, we just thank you so much for your goodness. God, we thank you so much for your creativity, for making us fearfully and wonderfully made. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for making us in your image and your likeness. God, I'm praying for every 
woman that is listening to this episode that has endured or has similar testimonies to the ones that I shared today. God, I'm praying for their minds, Lord God, that you continue to cover them. Lord, I'm praying that they are exposed to positivity and they're exposed to praise and to goodness and that they even bask in the wonderful things that you have spoken over them. Lord God, I'm praying right now that we continue this conversation, that you be glorified out of it. God, we are your creations. We are your daughters. We are your treasure. And God, I thank you so much for thinking of us. God, I thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives. God, I'm praying um, coverings over us, Lord Jesus, as we continue our week. Allow this message to bless somebody and allow it to be, to be passed down and get the glory out of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that is the word on the street for this week. If you've enjoyed this episode, I dare you. I double dog dare you <laughs> to copy and paste it. Send this over to somebody that needs to hear this message. Send it to another black girl. Send it to somebody who needs to hear the stories and the testimonies of black women. And let's keep this conversation going and all the positivity that is possible. Y'all, if you want to keep up with what your girl is doing, head on over to Instagram. You can follow me at, at underscore create with Kendra and you can submit questions or topics of conversation that you want to hear on this channel. Also, because unassociated is so dope. We have this new feature on the website. You can head on over to unassociated to www.unassociated.com slash X Kendra. And you can submit questions or topics of discussion that you like to hear on this particular platform. You can send it in written or you can do an audio file, whatever it is. I'll be glad to receive what you got to say to your girl. All right, child. Until next week, have a blessed rest of your week. Oh,